Stand up for Jesus. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Be soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner. It must not suffer long. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead. Till every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Stand in his strength alone. The arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. Put on the gospel armor. Each piece put on with prayer. Where duty called or danger be never walking there. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. The strife will not be long. This day the noise of battle, the next the victor song. To him that overcometh a crown of life shall be. He with the King of glory shall reign eternally. Amen. All right, so John chapter 15, 1 through 17. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch. And he is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. For if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what we, ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that ye should go forth and bring forth fruit, 
and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. Return with me now to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, Isaiah just read for us down through verse 17. Verse 1 says, I am the true vine. That certainly is an identification of Jesus Christ, isn't it? He is the great I am. I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman, or my father is the planter, or the farmer that owns the farm. That is God the Father. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, <coughs> excuse me, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So in this picture that the Lord is drawing here, we see a vine. We see a vine growing. And we see branches coming off of that vine. On it, it would have leaves and it has fruit. So he is drawing this picture for us that we might more clearly see our lives in him. That we might see where this life that we have comes from. This spiritual energy that we have. This spiritual uh, affection for him. This love that we have for him. Where does it come from? Well, we realize, of course, that it doesn't come from us because in our natural state, we don't have a love for God, do we? No, the Bible declares that our hearts, our natural hearts, without God, are enmity against Him. Well, that certainly isn't affection, is it? No, it's not, a, it's not affection. It's more like hatred. The natural man doesn't want any part of God. Oh, but the spiritual man does I am the true vine and my father is the husband and every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit how does that apply to us well there are branches on this vine and they represent us we're uh, declaring a picture here that Jesus Christ is showing us of the vine we are the branches. If we don't bear forth fruit, what happens? He prunes us back. He cuts us back. What happens in our lives when uh, our lives tend to stray away from the purpose of God for us in our lives and we tend to get more worldly or our the cares and desires of our hearts and the occupation of our mind or more on worldly things what needs to happen well jesus is saying he prunes us back he cuts us back doesn't he he does if a father doesn't discipline his child he probably doesn't love that child a whole lot well god loves you and he loves me and he prunes us back when we need it and he knows when we need it, doesn't he? Yes, he, does. he absolutely does. Now ye, verse 3, are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. 
The Word of God does that. It cleanses us. How does it do that? Because it points out. It points out these things in our lives that are not according to God's plan for us. The Word of God points out this need to be pruned back, doesn't it? And it cleanses us. How does it do that? Well, it reminds me of when the Lord washes the, washed the disciples' feet. They wore sandals back in the day in dirt streets. Their feet got dirty, didn't they? When Jesus washed their feet, He told them, do this when I'm gone for each other. Well, the picture is, as they walked out in the dirt streets, Dirt, dust got up on them, jumped on their feet, their ankles. It needed to be washed when they came in the house. So if they didn't drag the dirt into the house. That's the picture. It relates to our walk every day in this life. As we walk through this sinful world, dust in the form of Sin or sinfulness or sinful thoughts or sinful temptations jump on us. They do. And so what needs to happen is a cleansing. But we wash each other's feet. How do we do it? By proclaiming the Word of God. By reminding each other where this life that we live came from. I want us to think about the root of righteousness this morning. The root of righteousness. I know you've heard that term. You've probably read it in a few places in Proverbs. A very uh, smart man declared some things about the root of righteousness. In Proverbs chapter 12. Let's take a look. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 1. Solomon was a very wise man. He asked for wisdom and God granted it to him. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 1 says, Whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge. What cleanses us from the sin that jumps on us every day? We just read it over in the book of John. It's the Word of God that cleanses us, right? Amen. We return to it and we're cleansed from this dirt that jumped on us, this sin. Whoso loveth instruction, that's the Word of God, loveth knowledge. What's the beginning of knowledge? Beginning of wisdom. It's the fear of God. It's recognizing that this is His Word, that He is God the provider. Amen. Whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof is brutish. A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices will he condemn. A man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. You see, we are established in Jesus Christ. We are rooted and grounded where? 
in the Word of God. So where does good come from? Where does spiritual life, which is good, come from? It comes from God. God is the husbandman that we read about here in the book of John. He planted. And there's a root system that supports the vine and the branches. Let's see, Solomon also stated in verse 11 in Proverbs chapter 12, 11 and 12, he said, He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread. But he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. He just spoke in the previous verse that I read that whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge. Here he says, He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread. In other words, We've got work to do, but there are fruits or results to be had from that work, all right? But he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. The wicked desireth the net of evil men, but the root of the righteous yieldeth fruit. Where is our dependence? What is our foundation that we rest on as we live our lives and as we cultivate the desire to live our lives for the Lord? Follow me? We must depend on the vine, Jesus Christ. We are the branches. The nutrition the love, the power, the strength comes from the root, through the vine, to the branches. If we're separated or cut off from that branch, there's nothing good that we can do because the power to do good or to bear fruit lies in the vine, lies in Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. That's in John 14, 6. So the foundation which we, which our lives are built on is like this root system. You can picture a root system below the ground, a vine coming off of the stump or the root, Branches, leaves, and fruit. This root system provides stability and nourishment for everything we do. We need that system. We are tied to and grown from that system. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit in us. That's where our power or strength to do good comes from. If and when we go outside of God's Word, 
go outside of dependence on Jesus Christ, then we are not able to produce good fruits. Amen. We are not able to please God. Why? Because we are separated from Him if we are counting on, depending on, any knowledge outside of His knowledge. Our faith, we're going to call this the law of roots and fruit. The law of roots and fruit. How does it work? All of us have grown things or seen things grown. We know it's a miracle. I mean, you, you put a, a seed in the ground and it turns into a life that grows and produces more life. That's how it works. Our faith in Jesus Christ, our belief in Him, determines our behavior. You see that? It's a foundation of the way we think because of what we believe and who we trust in. That foundation leads and directs us to please God. Character and courage determine conduct of habits of our heart. I will say that again. Character, who are you? You're a Christian, that's who you are. You're a child of God. Born of the Spirit, as Jesus uh, described to uh, Nicodemus. You must be born of water and of the Spirit. You're a child of God, that's who you are. Your character is based on your trust in Him and in His Word. To be right for you. Which it is. So character and courage. Determine the con conduct. And the habits of the heart. Habits of the heart. Determine our habits of action. You've heard this. Somebody may be speaking. And someone else doesn't understand. And they may ask. Where are you coming from? I, I don't get it. Where are you coming from? Well where are we coming from? Where is what we think, believe, and feel coming from? The faith that we have, where is it coming from? It's coming from the root of the vine to us, the branches. The way we think determines what we say and what we do, doesn't it? Oh, don't we want to think like Jesus? We do. Aren't we being changed to think like Jesus? We are. Romans tells us that we're being conformed to the image of His Son. And the description there is like someone with clay, a potter, forming an item or an object. The Lord is forming you. And He's doing it, not just on a daily basis, but on a moment by moment base as we trust in him rely on him realize that he is one over all the sovereign God of the universe and all of the universes the roots that come from the seed that we plant whatever type of seed that is 
that the roots grow from determine what fruit is going to come from that vine or that tree, right? Right. What you plant is what grows. So it's important that we see that our life's changing happens from the root upward. You do good in your life, praise God, because He's enabled you to do so. When I say the change that's happening in our lives, the Lord is drawing us closer to Himself. That change happens from the roots upward. I'm talking about from the heart. From the changed heart within you. From the heart within you where the Holy Spirit of God, where Jesus Christ resides. He lives within you. That's a biblical fact. In order to live and work at our best, and again, when I say live and work, I'm talking about living for the Lord. I'm talking about witnessing for Him I'm talking about standing up for the truth of Jesus Christ, that he paid the entire price for your salvation. In order to live and work at our best, we must cultivate our lives below ground. What do you mean by that? I mean in the heart. In the heart. Strong roots are what's Keeps these oak trees around here standing when the storms come through. Strong roots is what keep us standing when the storms come through. The storms of life. Alright, turn with me now to 1 Corinthians. Alright, we'll close here. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9. It's talking about spiritual laborers here. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. See, He has a perfect plan for your life and He's working that plan. According to the grace, the unmerited favor, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. See, he is the foundation of our lives. We are built on him and our trust in him, our standing on the promises. God, our lives are built there. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. No. That there is one God, one Savior, Jesus Christ. He said, and I quoted, No one cometh to me but the Father that sent me. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father but by me. 
What's going to stand through the storm? God's going to stand through the storm. Those that are rooted and grounded in Him with their total confidence in Him. And the storm's coming. If you watch the news, wars and rumors of wars, it's He's coming, and He's coming soon. I believe that. I know people have believed that since the Lord's day. When the boys were thrown in the fire because they wouldn't bow down to a false god, even their clothes didn't smell like smoke. Why? Because there was another person down there with them. And that person was Jesus Christ. And He protected them. Even the men that threw them in got burned up. It was so hot. But they didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. That's how we're going to be. The condemnation that's coming is not going to touch us because we are rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. What a Savior He is. What a God. Amazing Savior.